Kristen, this is crazy. It's crazy, right? It's kind of amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are talking about celebrity myths and urban legends. A lot of rumors. Yeah. About like, you know, A-tier A-listers. Right. That are frequently unfounded. Yeah, I definitely found a lot of things where I had to pass over it for the show mm -hmm. because there were so many things that were just like this. Somebody wrote this online. Yes. And that's all there is to the rumor. There's no backup or evidence or really even speculation. It's just something that somebody said. It's just something that an idiot it's gotta said. It's got to be so weird. Yeah, it's something that somebody said to make fun of a celebrity and yeah. there's no origin for it. Honestly, I think that's sort of what made this kind of thing tricky for us is that there's not always an origin point to find because mm -hmm. it's just... I don't know, Douglas wrote it on the internet anonymously, and then it just took off for some... You can't explain. Because it was just so weird. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, there's no explaining why something became popular to keep sharing. These yeah. are almost like memes. Right. These rumors. Just people took them and ran with them. Yeah, yeah. totally. So we are going to start with Wills, because I think that it is one of the best known, like most enduring celebrity urban legends of all time. Oh, yeah. The Richard Gere and the Gerbil story. This was wild. Okay. So Richard Gere and the gerbil is what made me want to cover this story to begin with. So very famously, the idea behind this story, the rumor is that back in the mid 80s, film actor Richard Gere was rushed to the hospital because he had put a gerbil up his ass. Right. And uh, had used perhaps a, a toilet paper roll uh -huh. to help get that guy in there. Yeah. <laughs> Some versions of the rumor um, suggest that maybe it was his personal pet gerbil named Tibet. What? Yeah. Is that because he's a Buddhist? Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Buddhist. <laughs> so before I go much further, because here's the thing. This story is insane. Yeah. It's crazy. And this is why it stuck to me. Because it's crazy. It's not only insane, the, the story itself. Richard Gere put a gerbil in his butt. Right. That's already so hilariously insane. Yeah. But what's crazier to me is that that man has had to live with such a bizarre rumor surrounding him. I know. For like 40 years. Right. Right. What is that like? And also, he's like a pretty like distinguished dude. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's like a well-respected actor. It's not quite the same as if like there was this rumor about Carrot Top putting a gerbil in his ass. Right. It's like more surprising. Oh my god, is it surprising? Yeah. Yes, that it would be this this man. Right. But um, in digging into it, honestly, the first thing that I found made my stomach kind of turn, not in a disgusting way, in a like. Oh, human beings are cruel. Yeah. Kind of way. Um, part of the origin of this rumor is rooted in straight up homophobia. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. Did you? Yeah. I guess you did. But I, I, to me, I guess I heard it when I was young enough. Anything with dudes in the ass is going to be yo, rooted in homophobia. I didn't even occur to me. Yeah. I, when I heard the story, I think I was a little kid and I was like, anything going up your butt or is, like a, a gerbil, even the word gerbil is just, it's a weird animal. Like, <laughs> totally. I, it, I as guess, a kid, I don't think I thought that, but no, as an adult. It didn't occur to me and believe it or not, I never did any examination mm -hmm. of this as an adult until now. <laughs> So digging into it, I really, I honestly, the more that I researched, I was like, 
oh, maybe I don't want to, this is horrible. And then I was like, actually, you know what? Maybe for that exact reason, it's worth putting it out there Mm -hmm. where this thing came from to dispel and confront how insane this is. Yeah. And how small-minded and piggish Mm -hmm. it is to to start like a rumor because he, he, what if you were gay? Yeah, totally. Yeah, what if? Yeah, what <laughs> Who cares? If? And also, like, being gay isn't the only reason you'd put stuff in your butt either. Correct. Yes. You know. It's what's what's uh, it's not exclusive to the like male gay community. Correct. Numerous articles were like, not only, you know, more than just gay men do stuff with their butts. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this is stupid for a million it's reasons. Totally. It is the small minded stupidity yeah. is at its core. It still is an outrageously insane rumor to be surrounding you for 40 Certainly. years that people just all know about you. Has or he joke addressed about this you. ever? Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He said, oh, damn it. Sorry. It's like way down in if my notes. If it's like your crescendo or something, we can find out later. No, it's not okay. my crescendo. Okay. But, um... <laughs> crescendo? Yeah. <laughs> This is my pun for I the know. day. But uh, he certainly does address it somewhere within my notes. Okay. I'll, I'll get to it. That's fine. So uh, anyway, let's let's go. So the rumor supposedly kicked into high gear. Oh, my God. William, you're awful today. <laughs> That's like three puns, I think. There are even more in or here. Or wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. There's a lot more. So people say that it might have started in 1982. Uh, following his movie, An Officer and a Gentleman, mm-hmm. where presumably he was the gentleman. Okay. but <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen that. What really kicked into high gear was after Pretty Woman in mm-hmm. 1990. So that movie really put him on the map in a huge, huge way. Evidently, people were already joking about this for some reason. Again, mm-hmm. the, the point here is like the origin is not necessarily something that I will pin down. So if you're anticipating me going like, it was <laughs> Frank who said it. Yeah. That's not going to happen. It was just something that people were saying a little bit, but then Pretty Woman put him so big on the map mm-hmm. that it just exploded. Yeah. That same year, 1990, comedian Sam Kinison mm-hmm. did a whole routine about it, which was broadcast on TV to an enormous audience. And this from Mel Magazine is sort of an analysis of that routine. Kinison's routine is extremely homophobic. It's also notable because it takes place in 1990 when A, Kinnison was under fire for his exceedingly anti-gay material, and B, this was the height of Kinnison's career and the year that Pretty Woman was released. So it's like a perfect storm yeah. to be like a hilariously big homophobe mm-hmm. and to be going after one of the top grossing yeah. movies like leading men. leading men of that film. So uh, it maybe could have been Sam Kennison that didn't create it, but boosted the signal mm-hmm. to get it to be huge. So gerbiling. Yes. That's a term. And it's about the idea of putting a gerbil in your butt. Yeah. I think I kind of know that this is a f- like a, a concept outside of just Richard Gere. I did not know. So it is uh, uh, <clears throat> not a thing that exists. There are yeah. no verified accounts. Mm-hmm. Most people go... No, this is like a stupid, like rumor thing that that people engage in, but don't really. And then I do have an account somewhere of a lawyer going like, "I've had to defend people for doing this." And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know if that's true though. What I mean by saying it's like a, a thing outside of him, I feel like it's almost its own urban legend that like people yeah. do this, yes. but like, do they? I don't know. Right. Well, here's a, a great analysis that I saw from Demi World. .net, that's D-E-M-I world.net, where uh, Cynthia Verity points out that this whole gerbil thing 
might also be an extension of that old homophobic canard of, well, if men are going to be with other men, what's next? Animals? Oh, my God. Yes. And people continue that with gay marriage as well, of course. You know, you know, if we allow, you know, women to marry other women. Yeah, I know. Someone's going to marry their dog next. You, Mm -hmm. How could you make this legal? What And so... Is this just like a real mm-hmm. somebody trying to venomously paint a picture of, you know, uh, how horrible the gay community is? They would do this, yeah, right, or something, and therefore applying it to a uh, super straight yeah. leading man, Richard Gere, is take him down a peg. Mm-hmm. So it's all rooted in just horrible, yeah, horrible homophobia. There's so much more to say though. Mm-hmm. That I think is very important to say. There's also in stuff in here that's just <laughs> bug nuts wild. <laughs> so Richard Gere wasn't the only one. Let's put it that way. So What do you mean? There were other people that this rumor was attached to before it got to Richard Gere. There was Jerry Penicoli, who once hosted Extra Extra. Okay. There was, quote, an unnamed linebacker from the Cleveland Browns. Wow, he got off easy. He did. It's unnamed. Cleveland Browns. I know. (laughs) It's unfortunate. I know. Yeah. Or is it by design? And then there, yeah, you're right. It's Mm -hmm. all God's design. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then there is Rick Siegel, a weatherman. Hmm. Now, I looked up each one of these individuals just out of curiosity to see if they ever commented on it. I didn't really get much of anything, except I do have Rick Siegel's Twitter bio. Okay. What does it say? Broadcast meteorologist for Time Warner Cable News. Public address announcer for University of Texas Volleyball and Softball. Loves pets. Huh. You know that those two last words are there to dispel animal cruelty theorizing. Or is it a jokey... I don't know reference. Oh, but even to still, it. To like, like I'm laughing. Like, I'm laughing too, guys. Right to deflate. Yes, to deflate. Right. Um, I don't know, but I weird. I did see Love's Pets, and I was like, hmm. He thought about it when he wrote that, at least. Yes, at least. Yes. So, um, here's something that. Oh my god, I forgot about this, Kristen. Okay, everybody, just watch Kristen's face. It might also just be an assault, not only on on. Uh, the gay community. Mm-hmm. It might be an assault on artists, performers. Okay. Or mm-hmm. the kind of rumor that is spread due to jealousy at Richard Gere attaining high status. Yeah. While others are not. Somebody started a horrible rumor about somebody on the rise mm-hmm. because they felt bad about themselves. Right. Here's here's an article. From Mel Magazine, this is this is what a is quote. this magazine? Get the, I've never heard well, of this, this before. It's just What's one of my sources. Mel Magazine. Check the check the notes for my sources. Okay. But this is one of the things that they say in here. Sounds like a made up magazine. In American anthropological, I think it's supposed to say in American anthropologist Hortense Powdermakers. Get out of here. 1951 paper on the film industry. Dot dot dot. We'll get to that in a second. Kristen, my mind exploded when I saw this. That's ridiculous. Please explain. Okay. <laughs> so our dad had a coworker? Teacher? Teacher. Teacher. Who he always said had the funniest name. Her name was Hortense Powdermaker. Hortense and so Powdermaker. it was just a name that stood out that would come up every once in a while in our house as, as a funny name. There was Hortense Powdermaker and there was Two Hig Butterfast. Yes, he was friends with somebody named Two Hig Butterfast. Right. 
But Hortense Powdermaker wrote a book called Hollywood, The Dream Factory, An Anthropologist Looks at the Movie Makers. Yes, which we both have. And I can't believe Hortense Powdermaker came up in this story. She's in my research for the Richard Gere gerbil story. That's excellent. Hi, Dada. Hey, Dad. So I, yeah, a, a couple of years ago, we were talking about this and I decided to Google Hortense Powdermaker, found out that she wrote a book, ordered the book for Kristen, my mom and myself. So we each have a copy of this book. Yeah. I got it as like a totem Totally. Of dad. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of like a weird inside joke. Yeah. Genuinely interested in the book, especially after reading this. So, in American anthropologist Hortense Powdermaker's 1951 paper on the film industry entitled Hollywood, The Dream Factory, an anthropologist looks at the movie makers, she states that within the film industry, fragile egos and jealousy rule the roost when anyone is doing well and surpassing their contemporaries Bad news, whether manufactured or true, will soon follow. Hmm. Meaning, was there another performer who, out of jealousy, tried to shiv Richard Gere by sneaking an insidious story out there about him? Huh. I mean, not impossible. Sure. Quick diversion. Okay. There's a rumor that Sylvester Stallone started the rumor. Okay. I was about to say who were his contemporaries around this yeah. time. There's a there's a suspect. Okay. So Richard Gere was originally cast in a movie called The Lords of Flatbush in 1974. But he and Sylvester Stallone did not get along, and Sylvester Stallone had Richard Gere fired. Hmm. So here's a quote now from here's what here's what the incident was, as explained by Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Okay. This, this one's from Cinema Blend, and this is the dish. Ready? Yeah. It's it's amazing. He would strut around in his oversized oh motorcycle <laughs> jacket like he was the baddest knight at the round table. One day during an improv, he grabbed me. We were simulating a fight scene and got a little carried away. I told him in a gentle fashion to lighten up, but he was completely in character and impossible to deal with. Then. We were rehearsing. With actors must be kind of a nightmare. I know. It's, Does that sound awful? Oh, yeah. Like Kristen, Richard wasn't here. Just buckle up. Yeah. Just buckle up. Then we were rehearsing at Coney Island, and it was lunchtime, so we decided to take a break, and the only place that was warm was in the backseat of a Toyota. I was eating a hot dog, and he climbs in with half a chicken covered in mustard with grease nearly dripping out of the aluminum wrapper. I said... That is going to drip all over the place. He said, don't worry about it. I said, if it gets on my pants, you're going to know about it. He proceeds to bite into the chicken and a small greasy river of mustard lands on my thigh. I elbowed him in the side of the head and basically pushed him out of the car. The director had to make a choice. One of us had to go. One of us had to stay. Richard was given his walking papers and to this day seriously dislikes me. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo. Sitting in the back of a Toyota, We're Richard Gere is eating <laughs> what sounds like a, a whole chicken with a mustard. Whole chicken covered in mustard. And Stallone goes, that's going to get everywhere. And it's gonna get, if it gets on my pants, you're going to hear about you're gonna it. You're going to hear about it. Not see it. I'll alert you. <laughs> if and when this event occurs. It's such a mundane, stupid fight. It's so stupid. Oh, famous people are just like us. It's that is so psychotic. so funny. It's so psychotic. 
He even thinks I'm the individual responsible for the gerbil rumor. Not true, but that's the rumor. <laughs> okay, here's something I would say in maybe, so I don't really have like a strong feeling about this, but in perhaps support of St- Sylvester Stallone starting the gerbil rumor, Sylvester Stallone was in at least one porno. So he's oh. not super averse to like the bodier side of things. You know body what I mean? Like, Sylvester. yeah, body Sylvester. Like, he, right. he, it's not like he's like a prude and would be like delicate about that's stuff. That's interesting. So, you know, is it? That's I, not like hard evidence, but it, it springs right. to mind. I want to. I want to point out two things. Yeah. One, is it overkill when somebody gets mustard on your thigh? To elbow them in to the head. To elbow them in the head and push them out of the car. Jam your bony elbow into their yes. head. I don't think his elbow is bony. That's probably very beefy. The head is arguably the most important part of the human body. Yes. And that's then bone on bone. Correct. I guess the elbow is bony no matter what. Question two. Richard Gere. Okay. Sylvester Stallone has Richard Gere fired because of the mustard incident. Right. Who then holds a grudge and would start a rumor? Wouldn't it be more likely for Richard Gere to want to get revenge on Sylvester Stallone than for Sylvester Stallone to continue? (laughs) Yes. To continue his. Yeah. 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 Yes. Just saying. Okay. No, you're right. Back to Hortense Powdermaker from Mm -hmm. posted by DemiWorld.net. Outside of the industry, the public has an aloof view of celebrities. We harbor a love-hate relationship with them. Historically, acting has been seen as a direct path to hell. In the 1950s, boarding houses would post signs that stated no dogs or actors. Mm. So basically, is it considered a takedown of a celebrity to do to, to put a rumor out there that would bring them down a peg mm-hmm. because these damn actors have such a high and mighty sense of themselves? Yeah, I think yeah. it also that kind of falls in the jealousy category still, too. I, I yeah I I completely agree. Not with you. just like contempt because they're sinners or something. So we may not know exactly who was responsible, but it certainly seems that the effort. Not that you couldn't have come up with this analysis before I went through all this, but it certainly seems like the the motive was let's take this Hollywood pretty boy right and rip him apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now it certainly seems like whether or not the intent was deliberate you know, saddling him with a homophobic notion mm-hmm. or just trying to create a weird rumor about him. It was utilizing an old homophobic yeah. like construct mm-hmm. to do it. So yeah. It's a wash either way. I mean, it's, it's very like a lot of stupid dudes stupid. without thinking about it, yeah. even though they're still perpetuating it, do homophobic stuff like frat dude stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know? It's just so stupid. Yeah. So here's where Richard Gear weighed in. He spoke to the to the village voice once and stopped saying i stopped reading the press a long time ago lots of crazy things came up about me at first especially from the tabloids there is an infamous gear stuck a hamster up his bum urban myth bum bum mhm is he british that's what i was no he's not british bum maybe he's spent a lot of time in britain maybe maybe and did you notice the other weird thing no. Hamster. No, wait. Yes, I did notice, but I mean, a lot of people just don't know the difference. Mm. What? Or did or he it's accidentally real and he tipped his hand? He accidentally let slip that it, uh-huh. <laughs> what it really was. Right, exactly. <laughs> 
everybody got this horrible thing wrong about me that I put a gerbil in my butt. It's not true. It yeah, was a hamster. It was a hamster. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so stupid. I was playing into the same idiocy. So here are the pop culture references. One, obviously in Scream, uh-huh. Tatum says to Sydney, you can only hear that Richard Gere gerbil story so many times before you have to start believing it. Which is not true. Which is not true. <laughs> you can hear it a million times and still not believe it. Yeah. Uh, Urban Legend, the movie Urban Legend. Hmm. So. I mean, it is a famous urban. It's arguably one of the most famous urban legends, celebrity or no. Of all time. Yes, of like all forever. time. ever. Yes. It's the way that he'll be remembered <laughs> by future generations. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. At least in part. I don't know. Maybe it's like Peter. Da- I, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess if you're, if you're going to remember Richard Gere, because I'm thinking future generations, they think about Richard Gere now. But I guess whatever generation does think of him, we'll think of the hamster They'll story. Think about the hamster. Or gerbil. The gerbil. Yeah. It's, See, it's already he's being, gotten to us. He's, it's already being contaminated. It's poisoned our minds. Uh, there was a character on South Park named Mr. Slave who conducted this act with a gerbil named Lemmy Winks. Oh, God. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I also have this pointed out by Snopes. It's also referenced in an episode of the show, The Vicar of Dibley, <laughs> when Geraldine, played by Dawn French. Okay. That's re- lady from The Office, right? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Remarks upon Richard Gere's sexiness by saying she wouldn't have minded being the hamster. God, come on. <laughs> I think it died. Geraldine, yeah, I don't know if you do want to be. I'd let him. Well, put me up his but also maybe that's me. a little bit of a play on the fact that Prince Charles wrote in that letter to Camilla Parker Bowles that he wished he could be her tampon. Oh my god. And that's like a British thing. You know what I mean? So like maybe it's like a little bit of a play on that. Somebody oh was like, god. ugh. This episode needs a content warning. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we haven't used any explicit language, but no. It's been pretty vile, pretty implicit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Vicar of Dibley. The Vicar of Dibley. Is that some sort of explicit language that we don't understand? For all we know, we're saying the worst British curse word possible. They don't don't mind seeing the C word like all over the place, but But maybe Dibley is like the worst thing you could say. The V of D word. (laughs) (laughs) Vicar of Dibley. I'm sorry if everybody loves that show over there. It's just very funny <laughs> yeah, over here. Yeah, totally. Okay. I'll have to find it on Acorn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> I'm done. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to do a shorty before we take our break, and then I'll maybe oh, okay. launch into the, yeah, the yeah, longer yeah. one. Okay, so, Will, have you heard about the rumor that Eminem was killed by the Illuminati in 2006 i had not either this was new to me this isn't like a real extensive rumor it seems like something that somebody made up and then kind of like retrofitted some evidence to fit it i mean not really but you know what i mean um it seems like this all sprung from the fact that Eminem was not very active from 2004 to 2009. So he must have been dead during those yeah, years. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he released an album in 2004, then didn't release the other until 2009. And when he came back, his voice was a little different and he looked a little different. Oh. I think it's probably because time passed. It had been a few years. <laughs> yeah, it had been five years. Yeah. And he'd grown up a little bit. Like, one of the articles that I have linked in the show notes was like, yeah, I mean, he matured slightly in that he wasn't rapping about killing his ex-wife anymore. Right, yeah. But it's not like he was, like, completely different. And so the theory is that the Illuminati 
killed him in that time and quote again you can find links in the show notes because this was up on like not even a tumblr like some website i don't know um quote killed him through a car crash and probably finished him off after if that didn't kill him what what that's so i know why in your fantasy well, well that's what i'm saying like it's clearly just like weird i don't even know if you call it fanfic nah. but being like so they probably killed him in a car accident and then if that accident didn't kill him, they probably found another way to kill him afterwards. Probably like a 13-year-old. But I don't know how. Yeah, right. They and just left it there. Probably did. <laughs> probably they did. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, so Jonathan, stupid. dinner is ready right, from yeah. upstairs. Um, and that then they either created a clone from his DNA, which is the Eminem that reemerged with his 2009 album Relapse, or they made a robot of him. Real quick. Yeah. Why'd they kill him if they wanted... They well, because it. they wanted him under their absolute control. Why is, is a clone going to be under their absolute control? I guess. Is it just a, another person? Maybe they can put some extra stuff in the DNA that makes it controllable or just raise it in a really domineering, terrifying household for a little while so it has like Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. In the music video for The Real Slim Shady, I, if I remember correctly... Oh my correctly, God, you're right. There are a lot of M&Ms. Yeah, they could have cloned a bunch of them and redone that music video. You're right. That's all about that music video is all about clones. Yeah. Well, and the song is, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Yeah, he can't anymore. That guy had a real set on him he, because he was making fun of everybody for like acting like him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Whew. coming for everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, so either a clone or a robot. And this was so that they would have control of a major media figure. Oh, okay. Well, you know, they could he... use him for whatever evil Illuminati bidding they want to. Did they? Yes. No. Um, like, did he, if he no. had done something else from that moment that was like, if he made like, a global yeah. statement, <laughs> well, <laughs> if he one of the United Nations. <laughs> <laughs> one of the points of evidence is that there is an interview where he is singing Jay Z's praises left and right. He's talking about what an amazing artist he thinks Jay Z is, and of course, Jay Z uh, is very uh, high up in the Illuminati. Right. Of course. So I guess maybe he'd be elevating other people in Hollywood who are also part of the Illuminati, and so then they can have this like you know yeah. the superpower yeah um that so that's a piece of evidence i'm talking about how awesome jay-z is um there are also pictures of eminem where he looks different okay than five years ago and his voice was a little bit lower right because also that was like a shtick that he was doing where he's like hey bah, 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 yeah you know and then he kind of started Hi, talking kids. with do you like primus yeah. yeah and then um <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> Like so stupid. Well, it's also it was. Do you like violence? It's and they censored it to be Primus. They did. Yeah, oh, I just that's knew like the, the MTV, MTV version. version. It's so Primus is such a weird band. And what would the point? What is the point of asking if they like Primus? I don't know, cause cause it's oh okay, cause it's high kids. Do you like violence? Want to see, see me stick, stick nine, nine inch nails through each one, one of my, my eyelids. eyelids? So maybe they were like, oh, we'll find another band. So then it makes sense. I don't know. But Primus is so weird. It's like, Darren was a race contriver, you why, know? Yeah. Why are we both able to pull up those lyrics in our heads so easily? Because it was everywhere. You know what other lyric I can pull up in my head from his? What? So right after Donald Trump was elected president, did you see this? He did. He released a video of him freestyling in a parking yes, garage. Yes, I did. I don't remember any of the lyrics, though. It opens with him going, that's an awfully hot coffee pot. Should I drop it on Donald Trump's head? Probably not. And I was like, What? This sucks. <laughs> like, is this supposed to be like a, a scathing takedown? That's an awfully He's hot. scathing coffee. That coffee pot is 
awfully hot. That's your awfully hot. It's, I feel like I saw that being shared. It's so coy. And this <laughs> a coffee pot's awfully hot. Should I drop it on your head? <laughs> Off? Probably not. Like it's so. It's I, weirdly buttoned up, but phrased yeah. as if he's being aggressive. Yeah, that's and an also, awfully hot coffee pot. It's pot. like that too. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. Well, maybe that's also why they thought he was a robot because <laughs> he was because he was modulating. Okay, so. maybe his coffee spilled on him and he started sparking he started, out. Yeah, sparking out. Like yeah. Yeah. That's an earthly hat happy part. Bobby and I, occasionally when Bobby and I talk, we just do that back and forth for like 45 minutes. God. Okay. So there was a time where people say that as the robot, he may have glitched once on TV. <laughs> oh, no. And not during that freestyle. Oh. Um, it's, an inter- it's, it's an interview with the BBC or like some sort of like British like uh-huh. news show or whatever. And um, it's like towards the end of the interview, I watched it and the guy's like, oh, I thanks for letting us into your head or something like that. Cause they were talking and he's like, Oh no, you don't want to do that. You want to stay out of my head. And he's like, well, you just let the audience into your head. And he's like, he looks into the camera and he's like, stay out of my head. And then he just stares for a little while. And he's got like one side of his mouth is drooping a little bit. And he looks really weird. What? He's just being weird. It is. It's super strange. Could but- the rumors be true? <laughs> William, no. Don't let them take you. See, this is how it happens, guys. We're watching it in real time. I believe. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to have to deprogram you after the show. Um, but, yeah, so people say that <clears throat> that is him glitching out live and it's proof. So that's the entirety of the Eminem thing. Okay. It's just it was somebody's random idea. I want to remind you again that they wrote online that the Illuminati, quote, Killed him through a car crash and probably finished him off after if that didn't kill him. Right. That seems to be where and this then if started. if that didn't kill him, they probably did something else something after else that. that would kill him. So that seems like that's, <laughs> that's all that is. So insane. Now, I feel that kind of like dovetails in nicely to this other one where there's, again, like not much yeah. to it. Somebody just wrote something. Actually, there's a tiny bit more to it. I just realized, but it's pretty close. It's that Justin Bieber is a reptilian shapeshifter. Yeah. So this seems to have started after a video came out from his arrest, um, you know, a number of years ago or whatever. He's wearing like the orange jumpsuit and stuff. And I think it was that they were booking him in and doing whatever. Um, So he's like looking at or toward the camera and it's grainy to begin with, but then his eyes look like almost like white, like very light for a second. And then he blinks and they're dark again, oh. like they're brown again. Um, it does look awesome. So he blinked two sets of eyelids, like a reptile. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. People were just talking about him. Well, here's a quote that he blinked in a way that viewers claimed, quote, only a lizard person would. What? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe it's the two sets of eyelids. I saw more about his eye color changing uh, okay was the thing he's able to kind of shape shift they could have tested the dna from when he peed into that mop bucket that's right they should have taken that if if you're a lizard person can you also be a tool you know what i mean like yeah can you be like a total yeah jerk? i don't see why not i mean they're like any other person but they're just a lizard person right you can be a jerk i don't think he's a jerk anymore though no no i don't think so from what i've read i think he like <laughs> has he done like? a lot of therapy okay great um and like really owns his past he seems to own that he's has a lot of trauma in his life oh and like is trying to better himself he seems like a troubled person but somebody who has really kind of like made good seems like a good guy all right that's great that's yeah. great 
Um, so years after this event, he was touring in Australia and hundreds of witnesses saw him shift into a lizard what? in front of their very eyes. There was no clarification about where this was. <laughs> no further. It wasn't in concert. I know that. I will not be taking questions. <laughs> right. But hundreds of people saw it. Um, and one of the uh, one of the witnesses is a local skater from Perth. So maybe Justin Bieber was like, going to a skate park in Australia or something. And maybe there were hundreds of kids at the skate park and that's who said they said it happened. I don't know. But here is a quote from one of the witnesses. Um, it's, it's a quote from a screenshot. His head shrunk and his eyes went black with a black stripe down the middle. He grew a few feet taller and his, and had gross colored scales all over his body. It happened so fast, but everyone saw it and started screaming and crying. A lot of people were running for the exits, running for the exits. So was it in concert? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, Perth now even included even included the source of a local skater, who's probably not real, as an eyewitness. He was hanging around with this big guy, his bodyguard, I guess, and we were just staring because he kept turning into a huge reptile, said a local <laughs> skater in the story, according to BuzzFeed. His bodyguard was pointing at us, shouting that he'd kick our teeth in if we didn't put our phones away. Then why did he do it? I, maybe maybe you couldn't control it in the moment. Maybe it's like when the Hulk is getting mad. Maybe you like maybe, sneezed. And- yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the bodyguard's like, put it away. Yeah. And I guess they did because there isn't any photographic evidence. That's lucky. So I know. I, I guess that they, they heeded Justin's call. Yo, how awesome would it be if that was true? If that happened, if, we if there was an actual concert, evidence. yeah, I know that um, High Register Sean, yeah. on Howard Stern, is terrified of Justin Bieber and refuses to even talk about it. Really? Yeah, is terrified of Justin Bieber? Why? He said that he's a shapeshifter and it's trying to kill him or something. I don't know. <laughs> Has he talked to Sal about this? Because Sal believes in like dogmen and stuff. Oh, I think something like that. It's mm-hmm. been a little while, to yeah. be honest. I, I'm That's not okay. up on my Howard Stern. Oh, William. High Register Sean. <laughs> The interactions. I don't know. <laughs> Got to get in there. I do. All right. So we're going to move on. But before we do that, we are so happy to tell you about our new sponsor. We would like to introduce you to Tracy Michelle Bullock, the creator of Simplicity Do Your Dream. Yeah. Simplicity Do Your Dream is a curated career coaching program for job seekers, freelancers, and entrepreneurs led by writer Tracy Michelle Bullock. That's right. I feel like right now this is especially useful because coming off of a lot of us being in quarantine, a lot of people ended up finding like freelance jobs or side work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so Tracy can really help you utilize that the best way. And I know that she really emphasizes a work-life balance, but at the same time, making these things make you money. So it kind of rules. So among other things, Tracy offers free 30-minute coaching sessions that you can book through Instagram, which is very nice. I like that that's an option that you could just be scrolling and they'd be like, oh, I can just book this right here right now and not put it off. Um, You can also do it on her website, of course. But these coaching sessions make life easier for you, give you really great concrete tips and like a little bit of a map for what you can do further. And that's also super generous. 30 minutes. That's pretty outrageous. A long time yes. to talk to somebody just about yourself, mm-hmm. like where you want to go with your business. 30 minutes is a lot. I've never seen a 30 minute free deal. Yeah. I can also speak from experience. I have booked sessions before mm-hmm. to talk about what do I want to do with my career? What are my 
like aspirations and how do I achieve them? And honestly, like it's really valuable to say this stuff out loud and yes. get constructive feedback mm -hmm. on how to achieve it. Particularly right now where I do know a lot of people that are trying to create their own like ecosystem mm -hmm. or or show or you know just just go it alone in their business and it's very very valuable to be able to speak to somebody about it. Yeah, cuz there's the thing of you're right. Sometimes just saying something out loud helps. Yeah. So this is First of all, that's a container for that. It's an excuse and a reason for you to be saying these things out loud that you want, but also to be able to bounce that off of somebody who has experience in business yeah. is really awesome. And you can do that for free for half an hour. It's, it's honestly, it's kind of outrageous. It is. It's, <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to Tracy about yeah, yeah. this. So seriously, uh, go check out Simplicity, Do Your Dream, make your appointment for career coaching from somebody who really gets it. Go to at Tracy Michelle Bullock or www.simplicitydoyourdream.com. And for Guide to the Unknown listeners, Tracy is offering 20% off your first month of coaching if you name drop GTTU pod when you get in touch with her. Yeah. So all you got to do is drop the name Guide to the Unknown, say that you heard about Simplicity Do Your Dream from here. 20% off. Yeah. Again, that's a fifth. Very, again, very generous. That's like a nice chunk. Um, so super cool. So remember, it's at Tracy Michelle Bullock on Instagram. Michelle has one L in it, just so you know. And then Bullock is B U L L O C K. And you can also go to www.simplicitydoyourdream.com and let Tracy know that GTTU Pod sent you for 20% off your career coaching. Spend Thank the whole half hour just talking about us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, rather than dropping the name, just, yeah. just talk about yeah, exactly. how much you have in common because you both listen to, to Guides to the Unknown. By the way, Tracy is a Guides to the Unknown listener who reached out to oh, us. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how so we know. So she is kind of like you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you have stuff in common. She's into this sort of stuff too. She's like a real cool, normal person who might have some know-how that's useful to you. So feel comfortable reaching out to her. She's been super great to talk to. And uh, yeah, check her out. Yeah, check it out. Um, okay. Do you want to do another or do you want to hear another one of mine? Maybe I'll do Andrew WK. Okay. Like, cause yeah. we'll, we'll, that's a longer one. Okay. And then we'll see where we're at Sounds and, good. um, and do whatever from there. Okay. So do you know about the Andrew WK rumor? In theory, in okay. theory. So it's almost like the James Bond, like fan theory where it's, you know, Daniel Craig is not playing the same character that Pierce Brosnan did, but rather they are their own individuals that were both assigned 007 the name James Bond. What? You've never heard this? So like James Bond famously has been played by a million different performers. There's a fan theory that those are all meant to be different human beings that oh. were all given the code name James oh. Bond. Oh, okay. So it's not just that. It's like the two Darrens from Bewitched where they're playing the same right. character. Yes. And you're just supposed to accept that they look different. It's that these are all... Oh. Oh. That's the theory. That's the theory. It's not... It's supposed to not you know yeah the right canon it's not is that that's not true yeah that's a neat theory though i like that this is not that exactly the theory is that they've been trying to kind of like pull this off and have andrew wk publicly acknowledged as just one person but that it's actually either a team of people ah. or just one person who's been swapped out depending on who you're talking to about it so if you don't know who andrew wk is um i mean he's pretty famous but it wouldn't be inconceivable he's not like 
you know, major, major A-lister. He's um like a musician, a singer. He's a motivational speaker. He does like party music. Yeah, he does party music. He's very into partying. He has that song Party Hard. I feel like that's the oh, most yep. famous one that yep. people would know. He's now engaged to Kat Dennings, oh. the actress. They both have very pretty long hair. Well, so which, which one is she engaged to? That's the question, yeah. isn't it, William? Um, so he's been in the news kind of lately because of that. They may have gotten secretly married. I saw today they've both been sporting wedding bands in addition to her engagement ring. Maybe there are also a bunch of Kat Denningses, <gasps> and each Andrew W.K. is engaged to a Kat Dennings. William, I think you just blew this thing wide open. I think so, too. Um, so here is the theory. It's that Andrew W.K. is an idea. He's a case. <laughs> It's not just one thing. He, he's a character mm. who, again, is either being played by a couple of people or is the brainchild of a team of people. And here is how this rumor started. So in 2004, there was this dude who went by the name Steve Mike, S-T-E-V-E, S-T-E-E-V, okay. Mike, um, who started hacking the Andrew W.K. website and putting messages up there. So I'll read some of these. Quote, I've been giving your fans bits and pieces, hoping that you'd come to your senses and stop trying to squeeze me out. Well, you haven't responded to my initial request and you forced me to make threats. When you act unprofessional, so will I. Now I have no choice but, but to let the facts speak for themselves. Here's another one. I never wanted it to come to this, but I can no longer wait in the background and ignore your complete disrespect. Ooh. Our choice to our choice to let you enjoy the spotlight while I create the magic leaves me almost helpless. You will not force me to expose myself until I expose you first. Our choice is supposed to be your choice. Uh, your choice. No, no, no. Our choice to let you enjoy the spotlight. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so the pluralized, it is meant to be plural. So I'm assuming it's the plurality confusing. is. It, it, the plurality will come into yes, this, okay. but there's an our reference and an I reference. Yeah. What's going on here? Um, another one is I have no choice to, but to let the world know you are a backstabbing fraud. So this person would also post these weird like digital collages with pictures of Andrew W.K. and like Mountain Dew cans. Like there's like a bunch what? of Mountain Dew cans and then like a picture of Sierra Mist with that red circle and a cross through it. Like we hate Sierra Mist. We love Mountain Dew. Perhaps this was a secret message to Andrew W.K. I don't know. And they would also have these seemingly numerical like codes to crack on them so one of the pictures that i saw was a collage mountain dew ceramist and a picture of a telephone and certain numbers on the rotary telephone are colored in so people were like and they would put a lot of these out there so people were using what? these to try to figure stuff out super weird so this is supposed to be that it's just a person who has hacked this yeah. account and is doing this finally at one point andrew wk posted his retort he wrote on his website, please don't believe Steve Mike. I used to call myself Steve Mike a long time ago, and it's nothing now. Someone is trying to confuse you and make me look bad, like a relationship gone bad. Someone is pretending to be me and this Steve Mike guy. I don't understand why people are close. I don't know what that means. What? I don't know. 
Well, that's this doesn't help anything. I know. That's the point kind of. So here's another one. I've made the following decisions. I've now completely removed myself. The music is all that matters for all of us and that's what I am. I have the best feelings about all of it because I know that it's right. We're stronger now more than ever and it's only because of one thing. We're still going long gone. It is word salad. I don't understand what's going on. And the general public did not understand it either because it did not help. People were just like, what is going on? Like, is this even actually Andrew WK writing? Could this just be another like. He used to call himself Steve Mike? Yes. It's so weird. What is this? And also, um, there was something else. Yeah. I used to call myself Steve Mike a long time ago, and it's nothing now. Someone is trying to confuse you and make me look bad, like a relationship gone bad. Someone is pretending to be me and this Steve Mike guy. That part's weird, too. They're pretending to be me and And this Steve Mike guy? That's so bizarre. It's very strange. So people started speculating now because they're like, the Steve Mike thing was weird. But at that point, they may have been like, somebody's coming after Andrew, and what's the problem? Also... People, because this was like a mystery at this point before and even after, but before Andrew WK posted this message, they found in the liner notes of his debut album, I Get Wet, that Steve Mike is listed as an executive producer. So they were like, okay, Steve Mike is someone who's connected to Andrew WK in some way. Like, what's the deal here? Um so they start being like, this is all very strange. And then this is where it starts to get a little bit like kooky and yeah. logic jumpy. Yeah. They're like, he came on the scene very suddenly. All of a sudden, Andrew WK just like blew up. There must be some sort of conspiracy and mystery here. How this guy who just looks like any like weird dude gets so famous and get on MTV. He dresses like Mr. Clean. He dresses like Mr. Clean. He punched himself in the face a ton for his album picture. Was that, that has, real? Did he actually do I that? I think so. Okay. Um, so it's like, it's it's an iconic album picture, I will say. He has like blood running down his nose and in his mouth and all the way down his white shirt. Yeah. Um, I guess I will say like, I was thinking at first and it still is silly, but that people would be like, that it was silly that people would be like, he's all of a sudden on the scene and famous. That's kind of the case for everybody yeah. new. Mm-hmm. But I will say he did come out in a time where there wasn't a lot of like, I don't know, like rock stuff like that. Like early 2000s was still pretty poppy on like TRL. So it is kind of strange to have like an Andrew emo. WK. Yeah. yeah, an emo. Like to have Andrew WK all of a sudden. Be like, I'm... I'm, And like be a big hit. I'm having fun partying. Yeah. yeah. Like it was definitely different than everything else that was out there. Yeah. So I guess, I don't think they're right, but I guess there is... It's a little less ridiculous now that I think about it to be like, how do you get so famous all of a sudden? Okay. Or whatever. Um... So all of this that I just told you, William, combines with something else that happened in the same year. And these two things together created the fireworks display that is Andrew W.K. doesn't exist. Okay. Combine that with the fact that Andrew W.K. played a show in New Jersey that same year, 2004, and both the security guards who were there and a lot of people in the audience said that the person up on stage was dressed like Andrew W.K., but wasn't Andrew W.K., So it was a guy with like long hair, wearing all white, partying hard and everything. But they were like, that guy doesn't look like Andrew WK. (laughs) And he doesn't really sound like Andrew WK. Okay. This is very strange. (laughs) Also (laughs) adds to that the fact that he played half of his set and then abruptly left. What? 
So people were calling local radio stations because it was put on by um, WSOU, which is the Seton Hall um, okay. like radio station. Uh, it's a, that's a New Jersey college. Um, and it's like a known like rock radio station. They're calling the radio station being like, why did this concert just end? And also, who was that? This is very, very weird. Now, I found a blog post from a guy who actually worked for SOU and booked that concert and so had firsthand communications with Andrew WK and his team. He said the only thing that was weird about him was that he kind of like came in with like his hoodie pulled over his head like a famous person or whatever (laughs) and was like not very talkative or anything. So he acknowledges that. Yeah, like, if you were looking for reasons to support this theory, yeah, like, we weren't seeing this guy a whole lot. So that's something. Kristen, this is crazy. It's crazy, right? It's kind of amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, But he does have an explanation for why the set was cut off, although I find this very weird. He said that they had to cut the set off because it had to do with some sort of noise curfew. So it wasn't Andrew WK's fault. It was like a thing that they just had to do. And so it wasn't him throwing like a weird hissy fit or something and storming off. I don't understand why they wouldn't have him say, guys, like, I'm so sorry. They're kicking us out. Continue the party in your hearts or something. But he apparently he just like left. So very strange, but that's that's what it is. That's what's said out there. Okay. Um, so that people being like, there's a fake Andrew W. K. on stage, what the hell? Plus all this Steve Mike yeah. stuff of people being like, you betrayed me, you turn your back on me, whatever. Plus people saying that he sounds different, he looks different between his first album, I Get Wet, and the second album, which is what he was playing from at that SOU concert, which is called like The Wolf. Um, people start to think that maybe Andrew WK is different actors. Like maybe there's like the Andrew WK you see on TV, but maybe they're sending out a different dude for tour or something like that. Maybe that's Steve Mike and he doesn't like that. He's like pushed to the side. There was also this rumor that Andrew WK is basically like a Hollywood construct, like a boy band, but just singularly and formulated by Dave Grohl. What? This comes from seemingly nowhere. I don't know why that happened, except that Dave Grohl also had slash has long hair and is a rock person. But there is a rumor that Dave Grohl wrote the first album, I Get Wet, performs on some of it, but then had Andrew WK out there to be the front man because he like, didn't feel like it or something. I don't even know. Or to make money. Who knows? Um, and that's why there was a marked difference in sound and style between first and second album because Dave Grohl only did the first and then bounced. Also, Steve Mike is not credited on, on that second album either. So maybe Steve Mike was also providing some vocals that he pulled out of for The Wolf. Um, so this is crazy. It's so insane. Some, some of the few things that I know about the music industry are that like producers are very influential of the sound of an album, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, like you think about rap, like a lot of like rap producers literally produce the beat yeah, and then the rappers rap on top of it. So if your producer doesn't follow you to your next album, your next album is going to sound very different mm-hmm. without that producer. Right. So maybe it's similar in rock. Right. And so Andrew WK's first album, there was a falling out between him and Steve Mike. Mm-hmm. Therefore, album two sounds different. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fun of the conspiracy theory here for me is at almost an all time high. <laughs> I think this is 
awesome and so cool. William, I highly recommend you look up pictures because there is I there are all this. these like graphics of like so one of the most prevalent rumors is that it's just a straight switch that there was one Andrew WK up until 2005. And then from there, we have all been engaging with a different Andrew WK. And maybe that different Andrew WK is Steve Mike. Maybe the first one was Steve Mike. We don't know. But people put up these like side by side, like Andrew WK things like, look, it's a different dude. This is awesome. I will say he looks different. And I also will say, I think, and it seems to be the general consensus that it's all just Andrew WK. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of articles say he slimmed down and he shaved. Isn't it just so complicated for there to be two people <laughs> yes. trying to pretend to be one person? Yes. And Having like said, why? now, can I also point to some precedents? Yes. Andy Kaufman and Bob Zamuda. Ah, true. Both pretended to be Fatty LaRue. Mm. What was his name? Oh, God. Let me think. Oh, God. Oh, God. He was awesome. I know. Oh, shit. Oh, Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Yeah. So Andy Kaufman, notorious 70s, you know, comedian Mm -hmm. um, who would do things that like, you know, were were jokes on the audience constantly. And his good buddy, Bob Zamuda, would both put on prosthetics and affect the same voice so that they could each play the character of a fake ballroom singer named Tony Clifton. When people were like, oh, that's obviously Andy Kaufman. Bob Zamuda started doing it so that Andy Kaufman and Tony Clifton could be in the same place at the same time to refute that theory. So awesome. So it really painted a picture that there was another human being named Tony Clifton. Mm -hmm. Um, So this has been done before. That's true. Is sort of my point. That is true. That's a good good point. Um, So I can't can't encourage you enough to look it up because the visuals really help it and it's fun and whatever. Um, So... Yeah, so people think there's a pre-2005 Andrew WK and a post-2005 WK. That's the biggest simplification it, of it, basically. It's so goddamn awesome that, like, it, even if that's obviously not true, mm-hmm. any of this, is, there's no way. Yeah. But he should really consider hiring somebody to be Andrew WK when he wants to, like, retire yeah. or something. Because it's just so cool. Well, I mean, this has since petered out. Like, people don't really talk about this anymore. The height of this oh, rumor so it, it was, like... if he actually did it now? <laughs> yeah. The, the height of this was, like, 10 years ago, pretty much. Okay. Um, he has not refuted it. I think he, like, he definitely heard about it and, yeah. like... Kind of, I wouldn't even say he leaned into it, but he probably thought it was fun and he didn't want to like bash it. So there's nothing of him out there being like, that's not true. I don't know what you're talking about. He said like weird evasive things, just being like, I don't know, we should all party or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, Uh, party on you guys. (laughs) Um, I put together like a proposed timeline of these events. It's very short. It's not a big deal. Okay, just to just to clarify for me too, because there's so many different rumors. Kristen Anderson's unified. Theory. So this is when it was Andrew WK, and then somebody that I'm going to call Tucker FP took over. Uh, Tucker FP. <laughs> okay. So 2002, I Get Wet comes out all good. Everybody's loving Andrew WK. Next year, 2003, The Wolf comes out. Steve Mike is not happy with the direction that Andrew WK has taken. Now, whether Steve Mike is an individual who is a producer. Producer. <laughs> a producer. A producer or a group of producers. The way that, like, NERD is a group. Or no, no, uh, the Neptunes are a group. Excuse me. NERD is the band. The Neptunes are Pharrell and his friends. I get a sense of myself starting to struggle. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, so Steve Mike, either an individual 
or the name of a group yeah. is not happy with the direction that Andrew WK has taken and they start posting that weird stuff, kind of trolling or something, they somehow have the power to fire original Andrew WK and replace him with another actor who makes his public debut at 2004, The Disastrous New Jersey Show. Right. And then they just continue on. Now, there's another precedence mm-hmm. in the world of entertainment that I want to point out. Mm-hmm. Gallagher and Gallagher 2. Does this relate to that? Yeah, but Gallagher 2 is, has, he says he's Gallagher 2. Oh, certainly. Yeah. But the idea was there was a comedian who would smash watermelons with mm-hmm. the Smash-O-Matic, which yeah. is just a big hammer. <laughs> right. He would tour. His name was Gallagher. Mm-hmm. You'd go see Gallagher. His brother, <laughs> his brother started touring as Gallagher. Right. They had a huge falling out. That's true. Because he was co-opting the other guy's name. So wild. Could someone have booked a show as Andrew WK that night and it all fell apart and mm-hmm. they were like, this isn't clicking. I, I better get out of here. Right. And that wasn't him. But it also wasn't a massive conspiracy that list, lingers to this day. Mm. It, it was could one be. person trying to pull a fast one. It could be. But the, again, the Could most it, likely is just that he has changed his style. Right. I agree. Yeah. Could it be famous weirdo stuff? Andrew WK partied too hard last night. He's all partied right. out. Totally. He can't go on. But totally. you, Tucker FP. Yes. You look a lot like me. Yeah. Go Why don't out you there. Go on they up there. won't know the difference. Yeah, right. Oh, it's not working. Let's get out of here. Also totally possible. Yeah, this yes. is a weird famous or dude scheme. just famous weirdo stuff and kind of what you're saying. Maybe he partied too hard the night before feeling like crap and so like not really doing his thing like not looking looking so hot and let's say that somehow that was a cover-up that there was the um you know the the noise curfew or something maybe that hangover is lingering and he just has to skadoosh because he's not feeling good the noise curfew was in his own head he's got a hork he's got a hork if he's got a spew spew into this right um yeah, this is fascinating, Kristen. It's awesome. It's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to be listening to some w- Andrew WK. Yeah, I'm pretty not hard. I'm not big a, a fan, but I'm going to... No, I, gonna, I, you know, it's fun. It's fun. I'm going to party like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> change, <laughs> now, Will... Change diapers while bopping to Andrew WK. I would say we got about 10 minutes. Yo. All right. What you got? All right, I'm going to go with the other one that I looked up that I was like, this is awesome. Okay. Let's stick in the arena of... Of crazy famous person stuff. Okay. This isn't so much of a rumor that is unfounded as it is something that I didn't know the story of and wanted to look up. Mm -hmm. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, right. Biting the head off a bat. Yes. What do you know about? I think this is true. What do you know about it? Um, he was like at dinner with people or something. Like, weren't they sitting at a table? Okay. Or something like that. And he bit the head off a bat. I don't know. Order it. (laughs) I don't know where it came from. Like a waiter brought him a bat? I don't know. I don't know. He had such a crazy rock and roll lifestyle. Okay. Yes. So here's here's basically, yeah. I've never heard the dinner version. I'll say that. I think I might be incorrect. I'm picturing. You're just thinking because he ate something. Oh, my God. Am I? Maybe. (laughs) You eat things at dinner. Maybe somewhere in my head I am. Yeah. Well, he was with like a whole bunch of people. I thought that they were like at a party where he was like in full view of like plenty of people. And he just like did it to be crazy. I think. Okay. I think I just figured out exactly what you're talking about. Okay. And we will get there. Okay. Because 
I feel like, like they talked about this on like Ozzy Osbourne behind the music something like on this VH1. Certainly did happen. Okay. So let's go through this. Let's go through this. I knew the rumor as Ozzy Osbourne at a concert <laughs> singing and dancing on stage. <laughs> And bites the head off a bat uh-huh. in front of people. Now, as a child... Oh, I think I know what I'm thinking of. I think, yeah, I think you just figured it out. I did. So Ozzy Osbourne, I, I interpreted this story, you know, in my child brain, much like the Richard Gere, like I didn't understand the implications of things. Right. I, it didn't even occur. I was like, oh, he had a bat. He bit the head off it to be extreme uh-huh. or he bit the head off to... Be rock and roll? He, crazy? Yeah. Out of his, it never occurred to me to go, who gave him the bat? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I right. guess at best, I probably would have said, like, there were probably some real bats that were flying around uh-huh. that they had in cages and let loose in the arena. I don't know. <laughs> and some prop bats. Suck. It would suck. You get shit on by a bunch of bats. <laughs> a bunch of guano on me when uh, I'm trying to rock out at Ozfest. Cannibal! Oh, oh. <laughs> bats crapping on you. <laughs> All at Ozfest. Why'd you say cannonball? I always thought that's what he says. Oh, oh. <laughs> at the beginning of Crazy Train, I thought he screamed cannonball. <laughs> I don't know what he said. He screams all aboard. Yeah. But in my, I still to this day go <gasps> cannonball. <laughs> like he's on a high day dive. He's gonna really splash into the pool. That's like um, <laughs> there was a commercial for this game called Crossfire ah. when we were kids, and the commercial jingle was like Crossfire, you'll get caught up in the crossfire. And I always thought it was you'll get caught up in love. <laughs> <laughs> crossfire, you'll get caught up in love. Crossfire, <laughs> just a little. My friend. <laughs> Dan <laughs> Kassinick sent me like a picture of a crossfire thing recently and said, you'll get caught up in love. You're going to get caught up in love, kid. <laughs> also, you should buy crossfire. Yeah. Uh, we should, That's we should... what's going to follow me. Like their yeah. shareable story is going to follow Richard Gere. People are going to remember me for, yeah, you'll get caught up in love. It's going to be on my tombstone. We should do the Mandela effect. We've talked about that before. Uh, we should do more. Okay. I'm sure there are more instances. Maybe these things, maybe in some other, maybe in an alt universe, he does scream cannonball. May- right? <laughs> maybe. So anyway. All right. I basically thought maybe there were some real bats, some rubber bats. He picked the wrong one. Mm-hmm. A chunk. Yeah. And he accidentally bit a real bat. Had to be an accident. Had to be. Here's what really happened. This is from the Des Moines Register. I guess Des Moines, Iowa? Yeah. Right? Or Idaho? Right. It was the chomp heard round the world (laughs) when Ozzy Osbourne dined on a bat while on stage in Des Moines in front of a bunch of witnesses. Um, Name of the town Des Moines is embossed in me head. Oh, my God. Osbourne told the Des Moines Register. (laughs) Sorry, I'll stop doing that. So here's, here's what's going on. It did happen. He did bite the head off a bat. Here we go. The bat was not part of the show at all. The truth is so much worse. It's so much worse, Kristen. Then, in 1982, then 17-year-old Mark Neal went to the concert. Okay. Two weeks before the concert, Mark Neal's little brother, quote, brought a bat home from school. How? Why? What? You had a bat at school and you got brought it? Is it like when you used to have like a hamster, the class hamster, and he was watching? Yeah, right. What is this? So they brought the bat home. Somewhere in those two weeks, the bat dies. Okay. It's a dead bat. Oh. They know they're going to an Ozzy Osbourne concert. They know that he's a nut nut. So one of Mark Neal's friends says, bring the dead bat. 
He puts the dead bat in a bag, smuggles it into the concert under his jacket, and at some point in the show, reaches into the bag, takes the corpse of a rodent with his hands out of the bag and throws it onto the stage. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne hobbles over to it. Now, at the time, I think he's pretty... No, he walked. He's always walked like that. I guess you're right. <laughs> Bends over, picks it up, and bites the head off the goddamn thing. So Mark Neal says to the Des Moines Register, he must have been in absolute shock. He goes, to Mark really, Neal. He goes, it really freaked me out. I won't get in trouble for admitting this, will I? Did he say that? Yeah. Doesn't it make you? <laughs> doesn't it make you really think that he's like staring right into a camera? Yeah, yeah. It's occurring to him only in that moment that yeah. talking to a reporter about this maybe isn't the smartest move oh on my the planet. God. Okay. Ozzy Osbourne would later be rushed to the emergency room for a rabies shot. He would later claim that the bat bit him. <laughs> I don't think so, Ozzy. I don't know about that. <laughs> he was quite dead. Yeah. Quite dead. Two weeks. Um. So okay. All right, so here's here's what you were thinking of. Yeah. This around-the-table scenario. Yeah. Why would Mark Neal, 17-year-old Mark Neal, think, you know what Ozzy's going to love? A dead flying thing to bite. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Here's why. One year earlier. One year earlier, 1981. Ozzy Osbourne deliberately bit the head off of a live pigeon. Yes, this. Yeah. He had smuggled... <laughs> Good God. Ozzy Osbourne had smuggled three pigeons into a meeting at CBS Records in the hopes that they would all strike a deal and then he would release (laughs) the pigeons from his pockets as some sort of a... I don't know, a final flourish? Yeah, like doves, like a peace offering. Like, we've done it. We've, We've linked up. We've connected. Said Ozzy to New Musical Express in 1982... I've been in the industry the last 14 years, and I've been to these bloody board meetings time and time again. Most of the time, they don't even know who you are. You might be number 93 on some list. Well, this time, I thought I'd make sure they wouldn't forget me. I had intended to just throw the thing into the air and let it fly around the room, but instead I bit its head off. Like you had no control over them. Yeah. I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to do this, I but. I wanted to go woof. Unfortunately. But instead I went. Hum. What else do you want me to say? That's yep. what I did. Yeah. And then he says, in this world, for some reason, you have to do some pretty bizarre things before people begin to know what you're about. That's what he's about? That's what I'm about. <laughs> um, Osborne. It's about that pigeon life. Osborne lamented to the Des Moines Register. That I will be plagued to his death with questions about the bat. How did it taste, Ozzy? What did you do to it, Ozzy? <laughs> and then they'll dig me up and How ask did it me taste again. Ozzy? How did you do to it, Ozzy? Which <laughs> tastes like Ozzy, like everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, and then they'll dig me up and ask me again. So he'll never get past it. It's awesome. But should he? <laughs> Does he need to move? He sells, by the way, on his website, there are like, you know, stuffed bats with the, the of head course. comes off. And it's a whole thing. It's yeah, a cottage industry. Yes. His profile was boosted because he For sure. bit the head off a bat. Yeah. But what's so much crazier is that no one talks about the fact that he did it a year earlier. Right. With a pigeon. With a pigeon. Yeah. 
Well, I I have that in my consciousness at least, so maybe I'm I'm holding the flame. Maybe I, Kristen, I just couldn't believe it. It's incredible. I just wanted to know what the story was, and I didn't know that he had done this multiple times. <laughs> oh God, he's almost a serial killer if he does it. Yeah, the third, the third time. time. Yeah, you're right. Remember on the Osbournes when Sharon threw a ham into the neighbor's yard? <laughs> yeah, because they were like too loud or something. <laughs> That's a cool show. Yeah. Now they have a ghost hunting show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, have you seen it? I No, I haven't. I've seen episodes of Portals to Hell, which is Jack Osborne's show, okay. where um, Ozzy and Sharon were watching with him and like commenting on it. It was sort of like a, they were watching the episode with Jack. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't seen their show. It's like the Osborne's he, something. I don't know. Um, Ozzy Osborne has a cameo in the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a moment where they're at a rock concert and a god. Uh, like a demon like a ghost of a gargoyle a big green f- winged f- monster green. is flowing green and attacking people and, and then they cut to ozzy osbourne in the wing is going sharon i'm yeah. having flashbacks it's so weird and the osbournes hadn't been on for 20 years i know it's too late very strange it's the most inexplicable cameo yeah. timing i have maybe ever seen yeah it really is like up there sharon i'm having flashbacks yeah you know they had him for 15 minutes for sure sharon wasn't even anywhere nearby no No. (laughs) anyway yeah well guys thank you so much we hope you enjoyed (laughs) that thank you so much yeah thank you yeah i gotta tell you i really enjoyed that (laughs) Yeah, thanks a lot (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for, for getting us to look into this. And um, if you liked the show and you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com slash pod, where for $4 or more per month, you can ac- get access. <laughs> you can get access to Sharon. all. <laughs> Kristen's having flashbacks. <laughs> you, you'll get access to every exclusive show that we've done over there. So we have got 22 bonus podcasts that mm-hmm. are only on patreon.com slash gttu pod also this past week kristen and i put out on the main feed a free little taste yes of some of those shows so on the main feed of guide to the unknown you can hear a little bit of us ranking horror icons uh it's half of the the main show that we did this month so mm-hmm. if you want to check it out before you fully get on board go listen to that um right but honestly you're going to want to unlock the rest. We've already heard from people today. They yeah. were like, "I, you got me. I, I had to sign up for the rest after after hearing part of that. Yeah, which is really awesome. Which is super cool. It's a really fun show to do. And I mean, honestly, we just like to keep the, our little like spooky party going. Yeah. So go check that out. Patreon.com slash GTTUpod. Please do. And if you want to find more of us, head to the home of Guide to the Unknown, GTTUpod.com. You can find links to everything that we do there, every show that we've done before. Um, you can find links to our merch from there. Um, and uh, of course always follow at GTTU pod to keep up to date when we are releasing a new episode or doing a live stream Uh, it's the best way to keep up to date with everything that we are doing Mm -hmm. you can also follow us on social media that's right I am at chillin Kristen I also just started another Instagram page yeah I saw this that is at aggressively cozy I like that name thank you what's what's your I'm aggressively cozy what's your endeavor here just sharing fun cozy stuff cool that's really it i I I was just like might be fun to maybe do a candle review show the book i'm reading you know i'll I'll see what happens yeah but yeah mush in everybody aggressively cozy Mm -hmm. and you can follow me i'm at the myth traveler so thank you so much for hanging out with us and digging into some crazy celebrity rumors this has really been 
Wild. Quite a ride. Wild. Um, we started with gerbils and we ended with pigeons. You're right. Huh. Around the world of animals. That's right. Yeah. Uh, send us your suggestions for shows in the future. Any other celebrity rumors you want to be investigated. Oh, yeah. We're not going to cover all of them, but we'll cover the weird ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back next week, everybody, for more crazy stories. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Right. We got to stay out of La La Land. Seems crazy there. Yo. Some of this stuff stuff. is like genuinely insane. Oh, yeah. The the fact that Ozzy Osbourne saw a bat land on the stage and decided to. I know what to do. I'll eat that. I know exactly what I'll do. Right. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.